Season 5, Episode 2, Drawn, or Winner Thruple, or the sequel to Thresholds, <laughs> or uh, What to Expect When Your Borg Maturation Chamber is Expecting. <laughs> or Baby Borg, do, 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 baby oh, Borg. God. Well, <laughs> in assimilated information, you've had enough today. <laughs> right. Wow. Seven is looking at a, at a drone or whatever, and the doctor comes in and is like, we're going on a field trip. What was I've your written... favorite childhood field trip? Oh, good question. SeaWorld, probably. Um, oh. I got to go to SeaWorld once as a child. Uh, problematic, Same. I now know as an adult, but this was about 1994. Uh, I, um, yeah, and we had to write about our field trip, and I wrote that my favorite part of the field trip was that the mother who was chaperoning my group bought us each a toy at the gift shop. <laughs> so I really appreciated the uh, the lessons I was learning there. What was your favorite mm. field trip? I went to SeaWorld as a child as Did well. You? But, and here's the gag, it was closed. <laughs> What? <laughs> they closed SeaWorld, which obviously means that the day before there there obviously been like oh, an yeah. incident Something because like happened. we did like a backstage like thing and they were like they were like they were like and this is the orca pen stay behind this yellow line. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Wait, so what this was a field trip? No, no, this was just a family. We were just like passing through San oh. Diego or something. San Diego. And my parents Diego. were like, San Diego. <laughs> and my parents were up. like, we'll go, we'll, we'll go to mm. SeaWorld, sure. Um, my favorite field trip as a child was actually the one that I missed. Oh. Uh, we were meant to go to the V&A Museum, but I had food poisoning. Oh, no. So I stayed home and ate toast. Oh, how sad. It was devastating. I was very upset. But have you now been to the V&A Museum? Oh, yeah. I'd been yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> I'd been many times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the doctors are excited for the science field trip. He's like, yeah. um, Seven is not. I've written, he's... I'm too emotionally fragile for this. I think that was in reference to Seven practicing smiling in the mirror. Uh, and uh, then I wrote, stay out of the spontaneous proto-nebula, because that's what their field uh, trip is, too. Truly, truly. He's like, tomorrow we'll start a new social exercise, developing your joie de vivre. And I wrote, I could use a new social exercise to develop my joie de vivre. I have been in a mood and my notes reflect that. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) On the shuttle, Tom and Bellana join the gang and they recount how awful Starfleet shuttle training is. Mm -hmm. Um, And Seven implies that they should build a, um, you know, a new flyer. Maybe like mm. not an alpha, not a <laughs> not a beta, not a calico, but maybe like calico. maybe like a delta flyer. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny is I did not understand what that scene meant, and it was only when I was reading Memory Alpha to try to like get get my head into the right space to do this that I realized that that was foreshadowing. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, I was going to say, so I didn't have to admit that I <laughs> didn't understand that. You've forgotten but I just the Delta did. Flyers. It's not just a podcast, cat. <laughs> um, no, I, I just didn't. I just thought that it was like, I was like, why are they, why are we being told that Seven is being inappropriate? Uh, it was like, no, it, we weren't. No one, no one thought Seven was, 
I thought it was like illustrating Seven's conversational failure, but it wasn't. It just the reason everything seemed sort of weighty was because it's foreshadowing of something that's about to happen in the um <laughs> in the series. Yes. You just I'm looking uh, at myself. Posing. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a virtual recording. Maybe we should finish yeah. the cold open before we explain what's going on. Anyway, the thing explodes and the doctor is like, get in the picture, smile, which like, choices. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they get sucked into the nebula and then they have to beam them out back onto Voyager and the doctor's mobile emitter is damaged. He's devastated. The emitter goes into the science lab for diagnostics, but then starts growing legs. And then some more you gets thought- a line. Yeah. Um, if you thought Threshold was an episode where the gang fuck, oh boy, just wait for what to expect when you're expecting a Borg. Um, I have all the joie de vivre I need. I'm Sam Hickman. <laughs> and the early bird gets the gach. I'm Kat Deerfield. Oh, <laughs> and this is... Wimp, talking about Star Trek Voyager. It's Kat and they are two friends women talking about star trek voyager it's time that we start the show i'm really disappointed with my pronunciation it's gach 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 something like that it's a made-up language i think I think it's okay. Also, I'm, I feel like the stakes of this podcast pronouncing things correctly I'm so is, low. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I have a correction. I've already said this on Instagram, but I, I corrected Sam in the last episode and I was wrong. I apologize. I don't, listening back to that, I don't know. Well, yeah, when did we record that? No, ages ago. Never mind. Um, <laughs> You're like, speaking back, I might have just been loopy. Yeah, I don't think I was, though. Um, no, yeah, I. you said Andorian. I said Andorin. It's not Andorin. It's Andorian. Andorans are something from Pathfinder. I don't even know what Pathfinder is. I got real Midwestern there. Okay, this is, this is um, you know what? I'm here. <laughs> And we're getting anyway. This. Opening tangent. We are virtual because Kat has just recovered today from COVID. <laughs> yes. Woohoo! I from your am COVID testing journey. negative for COVID after fourteen oh. days. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, I had a wonderful bright spot in my week this week because Sam Hickman brought me some lovely treats in my infirmity. That's my which name. I appreciate. Um, but uh, how yeah, were the I'm, treats? Were they? Good? They were really good. Oh, I didn't tell you, did I? They were so good. You said that they were good, but it was like, it was like a, it was like a sprinkle donut. And then it was like a chocolate chunky thing that looked really good. And I wanted to know what was inside it. Um, so it was just chocolate cake, uh, in, enrobed in chocolate with a flake on top. It was so good. And, but the donut was really good. I have to ask you where you got those because the donut was really, really good. The the bakery in the market. There, there is more than one. (laughs) The one, okay, so I went to the fabric stall, and then I was like, I'm going to go find a bakery for my dear sweet friend Thank so I can so bring much. her bread. Yes, I walked the bread. entire way around the market, couldn't find a bakery, looked behind, like, I literally came back around to where the fabric place is, the one right next to it. Oh. <laughs> the oh, one, maybe. literally, okay. if I had turned around and gone, ah, a bakery, it's that <laughs> one. And I... I think the whole thing was like £2.50 or something. Amazing. 
the for, of it, all the all the sweet treats it was really and the really bread good. it was really really good thank you very much for that yeah no the the donut was really good and i'm extremely fussy about donuts i feel like sometimes the uk doesn't make the best donuts um mm. sorry don't come for me uh, but this was a very good donut. I think in general, the more traditional the bakery is, the the better the donuts are. Like I think the problem with donuts here is like a is like a recent thing. <laughs> I think I think that the the cool donuts are the problem. Maybe the same thing is happening in America. I don't know. Anyway, wait, what's a good donut? Oh, I just like what are the co- components of a good donut? Light. Like in texture, mm. um, not like the the I prefer. Well, I mean there are different styles of donut, but this style of donut, this is a what's it? Oh my god, what's it even called? It's not a cake donut. It's a yeasted bread. So like whatever that's called, I I think those should not actually be very sweet. Like obviously this the one you got me was glazed and had sprinkles. So that those components are sweet, but the donut itself was not really in. These are all just my preferences. I also just think in in the UK there is a preference for filled donuts, which is valid, but not my journey. I prefer a ring donut, uh, and sometimes they're kind of hard to find. Ring donuts. Um, mm. They love a they love a jam filled donut in the UK. They and love. I do not like that. Not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> do you think it's like a World War thing? Maybe. Do you think it's a food rationing thing? Maybe. A marzipan. A butter swan situation. Um, I'm not sure what you mean about marzipan. What about marzipan? No, you know, like when they used to when they used to make swans out of butter at like yeah at dinner parties and be like exotic. Look at that, because <laughs> they were just like dressing up butter because food rationing. Oh, I guess I didn't. And that's why it's such this. a popular thing because they're like, oh, you can. We have jam at home. Okay. I guess so. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. This doesn't <laughs> matter anyway. Okay. How are you feeling now? I am you know, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not I've I've still I'm still coughing a lot and um that's just making me like slightly on edge about recording a podcast, but got that we'll PVC, baby. Sorry? Got the PVC, that post viral coffee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, very, I'm very happy to be testing negative and looking forward to leaving my house today. That's gonna be good. That's exciting. Um, yeah. for me, my opening tangent. I said, uh, I'm doing. Oh, I'm doing a show that I'll plug at the very end of the episode. Um, but I also wrote down why do I feel awful all the time? What's going on with me? Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. I think it's the medication. Oh, no. I think I haven't quite Could, settled yeah. out yet. So I think that makes sense. Any yeah. day now. Um, Any day now. The nebula keeps expanding. So naturally, they have to keep close to the expanding nebula. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Balana's quarters, the doctor Skypes in and he's like, Balana, wake up. No, sorry. <laughs> I hate this scene so oh, much. Wild. We discover that Voyager has cameras in the bathroom. Which like nobody why? needs <laughs> to be able to Skype you while you are no. shitting. It's horrible. That's, this this scene is offensive. That's <laughs> and, it. And I mean, yeah. Do you think a lot of like Starfleets, like, because like none of the doors are ever locked? Do you think? Yeah. Starfleet's main like, f- like all of Starfleet is kind of based along 
social norms, etiquette, and, like, social procedures rather than the actual physical yeah. traits of how a society runs. <laughs> I think I think you're onto something there. I will say that I think that you can lock the doors. People do lock the doors sometimes. Yeah. Because we see people using overrides to... Because there's, like... You can medical override or security override a door. I don't know if you... You could probably command override a door as well, but, like... Yeah. We've seen that. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a lot of just, like, oh, it's the future, so everybody's nice. Everybody treats everybody's everybody nice. cool. We don't talk about Lon Suter. Who? Suter, the murderer. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's he doing? Yeah, what did happen to him? Is he just... He's just in his room. No. Wait. No, he died. Yeah, he died. Sorry. That's good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Boy, my ability to remember what happens in this show that we do a podcast about is, uh, I mean, leaves something to be desired. Anyway, Harry's the captain for the day or whatever. Um, and then seven. And Chicote is standing way too close to him, oh, given that it's kiss. a wide shot. But... They're going to kiss. <laughs> everyone is incredibly close to everyone during this show. Um, yeah. Seven senses. That's four by three, baby. Um,. Mulholland Drive goes into engineering. <laughs> 10 out of 10, Wood Bang. Seems like a nice man. He gets assimilated or something. Just the most generic looking. <laughs> just the most generic looking white man with brown hair. <laughs> All right. Literally my type. <laughs> um, there's a Borg on board. Um, he's in the science lab. And the doctor goes, my mobile emitter is in there. You know, in case we, the audience, had better things to do and came in late. <laughs> yeah. um, in the science lab, Seven is making a baby with Mahalan Drive. I can't remember his name, so his name is Mahalan Drive because this is an it's LA-based Mulcahy. podcast. Mulcahy. Yes, it is. Of you course it is. You take the four to the seven to the nine to the 403. <laughs> nope, none of those. Down Sunset. <laughs> yeah, there we go. La Roche okay. Pousset. <laughs> Um, avoid the La Brea no, Linden Tar Pits. We're in Southern California. Sorry. Avoid the, the La Brea Tar Pits. Um, <laughs> what's the one that's like Manon Locho but isn't? <laughs> what? He was like a I don't know. president or something. Oh, it doesn't really matter. He was in Hamilton. What's going on with that? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Um, anyway, the science lab, Seven is having a baby with, um, Mulholland Drive and the mobile emitter is making the baby. Um, she's having a baby. Um, and then we finally see Janeway as Seven explains that the baby, which, um, has the mobile emitter in its brain is, um, you know, thing. And then halfway, halfway through, like, looking at this, like, little test tube baby, it turns into, like, a Borg baby. <laughs> yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> halfway through mm-hmm. the gig. What am I doing with my life? Um, <laughs> Janeway doesn't want to perform an abortion. Yep. She would... Um, abortion. She'd rather see it all the way through. Um... <laughs> They use the word terminate. It's very on the nose. Very on the nose. Um, but it's growing. It's growing. It's a boy. Mazel. Um, <laughs> the doctor does some science and he finds his mobile emitters in the brain. Seven and Janeway talk in her ready room. And Janeway is like, he could be baby. And Seven is like, if he gets mad at us like one time and goes to the collective, we are done, Zohan. Um, <laughs> seven is going to be mommy. 
So that's it. <laughs> yep. She's mommy, mommy now. Bork, do, 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 oh do, mommy Borg. Do, 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 do. Oh God, you have to be stopped. Um, <laughs> in the science lab, Seven is ready to become a mother. To become a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why security people have guns when dealing with Borg because, like, we know that they don't. Yeah. Just a big stick would be a better idea. <laughs> Like a big long stick. A big net. net yeah. Net on a stick. Like a physical net. <laughs> like just like a yeah. fishing net, to be honest. Something yeah, that could yeah, get yeah, easily yeah, yeah. tangled in. They're not very agile. It's true. Anyway, it's true. Um, the drone is confused and Stefan is like, I'm going to have to. He like wakes up and he's like, what's my designation, mommy? And mm. she's like, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to like put my mind to your mind, my thoughts to your thoughts. And get a get a thing, um, and then he like he like starts hurting her, and she's like, "You are hurting me," and he's like, "I will comply." Um, <laughs> a very dramatic scene, and then we yeah. we cut to slightly later, and there are data nodes or whatever, and Milana is like, "I don't trust this is gonna end badly." <laughs> And Neelix... Milana... Milana? Oh my god. Milana is at... <laughs> I'm, so I'm doing great. Milana is at an 11.9 as usual. Oh yeah. She's... <laughs> this entire like, so episode, angry. she's screaming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Neelix oh my god. is yeah. uh, truly ready to die at any point. So he's befriending <laughs> this Borg. Yep. Um, uh, I love when he says to Bolana, um, I didn't write down what he said. He said something like, um, well, he will become what we want him to become or something. And Bolana says, how Starfleet of you. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy. I really I did enjoy that, that interaction. <laughs> Seven mm. is like, I want to teach you Ralph. I've decided the alien's name is Ralph. Uh, <laughs> seems appropriate. And Ralph is like, show me, show me how to put the thing in, mommy. Um, and she shows him, and he <laughs> learns, and he does, like, a learning phase, he's like... Yeah, yeah. I almost took a picture <laughs> of it to tweet, but I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> um, Sorry, I didn't, I didn't get one either. Um, my God, I think she's got it. Uh, it's a My Fair Lady <laughs> moment where Ralph is like, the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plane. The Borg on <laughs> board that, reven- yes. regenerates in the Alcorve. Um... <laughs> And uh, Seven is like, Mommy will come join you in, come join Mommy in, in Cargo Bay 2. <laughs> um, and Neelix and Ralph have um, like a, a, a drone walk and talk. And Neelix is like, pick a name. You should pick a name. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Ralph. He's going to be called like Ralph. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and sees Sick Bay. And the doctor is like, he's like, oh, I have your holometer in my brain. And the doctor is like, you are very observant. Which was fun. <laughs> um, and it's revealed to Ralph that he is an accident. Were you an accident? Yeah. No. Were you an accident? No. <laughs> what is that? Oh. No. no. <laughs> what, an, what an intrusive question. <laughs> oh, that's the most intrusive thing I've asked on this podcast, really? <laughs> that wasn't an invitation. <laughs> In the history of this podcast, do you think that's what's been the the most interesting? <laughs> anyway, in engineering, oh. Seven and Ralph are learning, and Bellana comes in and sasses them, and then oh, oh, we learn that the Aeroponics Bay is still going. Yeah, so that's, that's nice. fun to know. Good to know. I don't know who took that over after but... Kess destroyed it. 
and, and almost everyone and almost everyone uh ralph does science and impresses Bellana because again he is 400 years more advanced than anyone else yeah yeah um and then seven is a proud mommy and then in the rev- ready room uh ralph comes to introduce himself to janeway and he's like my name is one <laughs> which lazy <Yeah>. um <laughs> Uh, Ralph. This is very similar to um, Hugh in Next Generation. Yes, yes, very much. It's a very similar plot. But he had a real name. Um, yeah, he. Well, Hugh was just you though, because he he said you because he was confused. So when we decided to call him Hugh, um, I've just written in my notes, Ah, uh, Hugh, I'm so emotional today. <laughs> I feel very sad about everything that is happening in this episode. <laughs> Oh, I recently like, watched making... that episode of Next Generation. Yeah, by accident. By accident. Yes, by accident. I thought it was the Locutus <laughs> of Borg episode, and it wasn't. Oh no! Oh, so had a well. great time. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to find out what was happening in Star Trek in in Picard at season one, and I couldn't crack oh, it. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Ralph meets the captain and he's like, am I so sufficient? And um, he seems thrilled to be there. And Janeway is like, he's doing well. And Seven is like, he's getting curious about the collective. Um, Mm. And they're like, we'll tell him about his father when the time is right. (laughs) (laughs) They go to Cargo Bay Star Trek loves a child metaphor. They love it. They love it. Um, Seven is like, why can't you be chill, hun? And Ralph is like... I, I want to jump on the bed some more, please. Um, and then Seven is basically like, go to bed, Ralph. Um, yeah. And then they have a nice moment where Seven is like, I paid you a compliment. Mm-hmm. You could just say thank you. And then later he's like, thank you. And I'm like, ah, yeah. ah. and then Seven, yeah. is, Seven yeah. is like, you see it on her face. Some phenomenal. This is a phenomenal Seven episode. Yeah. 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 It, it really is. Oh, it really is. It's devastating. Seven wakes up. The whole gang is there because Ralph has been <laughs> blinking to a Borg vessel. Um, yeah, a Borg sphere. The first time a Borg sphere appears in the in the TV series. Oh, interesting. It, it was yeah. Anyway, streamlined for space travel. Yeah. Um, makes more sense than a cube. Gotta say, <laughs> but hey ho. <laughs> I mean, there's no friction in space. That's true. That's and true. And maybe it's easier for them to get... It's probably easier for them to get all their furniture in if there are no corners, you know? Um, they can get a sofa right up against any wall. You, you mean if it's not curved? Yeah, they don't have any, like, sectionals anymore. Okay. They just have big love seats <laughs> for bugs to kiss on. <laughs> Anyway, they teach Ralph about the Borg, um, and then we get, like, a nice, like, Voyager is my collective thing. Uh, The Borg arrive, and it's like, oh, the collective is calling me. 
we must resist or whatever. And then Ralph decides he's going to help. And then he's like, let baby destroy everything from the inside. And he shoots himself. He goes to, he like transports himself to the ship, then drives the ship into the nebula. It explodes. And then they like scoop Ralph out in little pieces. And he's like in six. He's in little pieces. Well, he's in like one piece. He's in one piece. He's in one piece, but he's not doing well. And Seven is, Seven is devastated when she thinks she's dead. And then he's like alive and he's in sick bed. And he's like, they're just gonna pursue me. I need just let me die. Um, and then it's Ralph so dies, sad. and it's very sad. Um, and then it's so sad, devastating. And then Seven goes to the cargo bay and um, shuts down his uh, mature his um, his regeneration chamber. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of the episode. So sad. And such good acting from Jerry Ryan. Oh, incredible. From everyone, really. But, like, just, the she's devastated. And it really, it's, like, really realistic <laughs> how, how sad she is. And, oh, my God, this, my poor little heart. I did not need this today. <laughs> but it's a great episode. I think it's a really good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, did, did you have any overall comments? about this i i don't i'm afraid i'm not i'm not on top form i'm gonna be honest i thought Um, it was good um i thought it was quite refreshing that we got to see um kind of the it's nice when whenever we get to see the complexities of seven as a character outside of her just being like a fish out of water because she's yes she's very much like part of the team in this episode, yeah, which I think yeah. is absolutely rare that we actually get to see her be like part of the little group. Considering the last episode yeah. we had, that was like a seven episode, was her being like, "I don't know how to be a person anymore." Yeah, yeah. No, you're you, you make a really good point. It is really nice to see, like, there's so much to explore with Seven's character, and um. I always like a seven episode, but there are, you're right, I hadn't identified that, but one of the things that I that I did really like about this episode was that it wasn't like an exploration of Seven's character through her, like, not understanding how to behave or through her having, like, a very overwrought interaction with Janeway. It's just like, yeah, she's part of the crew, something is happening that is impacting on her specifically, and, and we get to see how that affects her, and, and we get to see how far she's come since uh, since leaving the collective. It's great, great stuff. It did make me think. Here's let me just like yes. get like yes. say my alienating things about Picard again. It this watching this episode really made me reflect again on how much I did not enjoy <laughs> Picard. And I'm sorry, and I'm really happy for everyone who really likes Picard. But oh yeah, I just watching this, I just thought, God, we've really been robbed of like genuine character development for Seven. She's just like. No, that's not fair to say, but I I think we could we could have something better I mean, than just like well it's, it's the future now. Fair. Seven doesn't have any friends and can't maintain relationships, but doesn't really seem to be behaving the way that she used to. And <laughs> it's just like what what is this now? Why is this written this way? Yeah, and it, yeah, it's anyway. I think it really stops in Picard. It's like she's not playing Seven anymore. She's playing whatever the writers think Jerry Ryan would be up to. Yeah, like, it does feel like that. And it's just, it feels so, it just it feels so um, unfair to Jerry Ryan, who is like such a good actor and, and brought such subtlety to this yeah. role that could be so one note. Like, I just, yeah, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. But 
I'm very happy for everyone who really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm having a lot of thoughts and feelings about Star Trek. This is another thing I've been reflecting on is it's really interesting the the like the development of you and I over the course of doing this podcast because I have just like fallen so far into Star Trek fandom over the course of doing this. When we started this podcast, I had seen the original series a bunch of times. I'd seen a little bit of Next Generation and I'd seen Voyager. I'm now consuming almost exclusively Star Trek content at all times. I have so many thoughts and feelings about it. And you have just like learned that you hate Star Trek on a really basic level. You have like minimal interest in like, it at best. pass. <laughs> I'm only here for the friendship. Which, you know, I'm very, I'm touched that that motivates you to continue doing this, but it is an interesting, it's interesting divergent evolution of us as people. <laughs> but we're still held together by our mutual love and appreciation for each other. Yeah. And that is what makes us the original odd couple. Yeah. I can't remember whose joke that is. I think it's from The Simpsons. I'm tired. <laughs> Shall we get sorry. to some segments then? Let's do some segments, yes. Wigs. 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 Oh, I have lots of wigs, actually. Oh, yes, please. Um, My wigs. My wigs. Uh, I really enjoyed Balana's purple satin crossback slip pajamas. Yes. I thought that was really fun. Yes. I was at the library yesterday. Thank you. Um, <laughs> because I was, I was doing some, some research. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that right? makes it sound, that makes it sound so much more, um, that sounds, makes it sound so much more academic than just looking at pictures in books, which is literally all I did yesterday was for like an hour and a half. I just looked through some like fashion pictures and I found, um, beach pajamas of the 1930s. Ooh. which I'm obsessed with, which is essentially, yeah. essentially dungarees, but like glamour. Yeah. Um, obsessed with that. Amazing. Um, Janeway's hair looks really great in this episode. It has like a True, swish yes. back to it that I really it enjoyed. Does, yeah. Also, um, Ralph's costume, specifically the cod piece, is a bit much. <laughs> I did, especially in it's the like regeneration chamber where. It's like being lit from, like, I think there's just a light in the floor, but it was just, it looked like there was a light in the cod piece that was just blinking. It was just like a lot. Intrusive. Yeah. (laughs) I liked his glowing tubes. Glowing tubes. Memory Alpha says that they glow blue every two seconds. Oh. (laughs) He also has some blinkies. What are they called? I think they might actually be called blinkies. Anyway. Blink, blinking light. He has a blinking light Blinkies. or two. Um, not, not counting the blinking light that looked like it was on his cod piece. Anyway, yeah, um, this was a re- This was a new design for this character because obviously he's like a 29th century. I forget the number. Don't write it. I don't care. Um, he's, he's like a future Borg because of the Doctor's mobile emitter, which is from the future. So he's like a new design. Um, yeah. And we can see it when he interacts with with the old Borg. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Wow. Well, that... Oh, wait. What was the nebula of this episode? Stay out of the nebula. Belonging. Friendship. The friends we made along (laughs) the way. I mean, um, there was a nebula. There was a physical nebula. And also there was... 
a transporter accident. Wait, <laughs> so is it the crushing nebula of friendship? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go with that. <laughs> How would you rate this epi? I'm giving this episode five out of five devastating character deaths. Oh, I mean, gonna... which sounds like a bad thing, but it is. I do think it's a good episode, but also like. And what happened I'm to sad. Ensign Mahal and Drive? He reappears later on, so he's all right, I guess. He's, but that wasn't. I didn't he's think a father, so he should be more active he is in a the father. child's life. I think this is a decent point. It's weird that he's not in this episode. He's just—he's just an ensign sitting in his quarters, thinking that Borg is my son <laughs> this whole time, <laughs> and, then, and then nobody, nobody even bothers to tell him that he dies probably for ages. And he finds out. But like, what <laughs> is like... seven? What rank is seven? <clears throat> what rank is seven? Yeah, that's—I don't know the answer to that. I don't think she has a rank. She's just a tourist. Well, I mean. Like, Cass didn't have a rank. Neelix doesn't have a rank, I don't think. Sure. I think that you just don't have a rank unless you were actually... Well, but no, because the McKee, I think, have ranks. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, my son. Um, That's beautiful. <laughs> what would you rate this episode? I would rate this episode uh, a 9.5 out of 10... Think of something funny. Probably mobile emitters. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> a 9.5 out of 10, think of something funny. It sounds like, again, for like the third time in a row, we really enjoyed this episode. We really, we really did. We really did enjoy this episode. It was a blast yeah. and a half. Um, thank you. I cried. Oh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, wow. Do you have anything to plug? Soy Y2K um, out every Thursday. Oh, yeah. Nope, not out every Thursday. Out out the first and first and third Wednesday of the month. Uh, my other podcast, So Y2K. Check that out. Our last episode was about Twister. And Helen Hunt. Um, and Helen Hunt. Next week's episode is going to be about contact. Oh. Next, next Wednesday. And I will not Jody foster this behavior. Do you have anything to plug? I know you have something to plug. I do have something to plug. On the 26th of August at the Glory Stores in Roth, I will be doing an intimate evening with Sam Hickman. Um, if you yes. enjoyed the Sam Hickman Variety Hour, but you said, what if this was shorter, had more at-table drinking, and only <laughs> Sam Hickman in less costumes... <laughs> Then, uh, but way more expensive than <laughs> this evening is for you. Tickets are £25. <laughs> I believe that does include food and drink, but I don't oh, know for oh. certain. <laughs> I mean, it's suggested <laughs> in the... In the in the event description, it is suggested mm. that there is. Well, if you can make it to uh, Roth, uh, come along to that. I uh, will not be attending. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I mean, I don't blame it's you. It's a very small venue. It's it's twenty eight seats. So is it? Oh, that's more than I thought it was going to be. To be I honest. think that's a, I think that's like a generous twenty eight seats. Um, yeah. Anyway, I hope it's just a bunch of. I'm sorry for. 
I hope it's just like rich white gays because they are always baffled and amused by me. So (laughs) that'll be nice. And I won't have to do as Uh, sharp witted humor as I usually do. (laughs) Are you going to do, um, I can edit this out if you don't want to talk about it, but are you going to do I've Never Met a Gay Of now? course I am. That's what I was Yes, like. It's the day before Cardiff Pride. <laughs> of course it I is. I have to. Oh, I hadn't clocked that. I have to. <laughs> Perfect. Might be my second song, to be honest. <laughs> One of my favorites. All of your songs are my favorites, let's be honest. But Some of um, them are not good. good I think uh, my Pride <laughs> Anthem is not the best, but doesn't matter. I love your Pride Anthem. Can can you share a bit of your Pride Anthem? I think it's been on the podcast before. Which one? Oh, wait. I have which one are you talking about? three that I'm talking about. I've never met a gay man as my Pride Anthem. Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I was thinking about your Pride rap, which I think which has been on the podcast before. was from this podcast. Oh, right. Literally, <laughs> it's, it is it is a bit from this podcast. That's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Do you want to give us a little sample? No. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to wait for Pride for that. Um, okay. I, Part of Pride, August, as usual. I have a joke that I would like to try. Wait, can we finish the finish the episode and I'll tell you the joke that I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay. Workshopping happens off the pod. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for people. Um Okay. Become the Glory Stores on the 26th of August. See Sam Hickman. It's right next to the Macintosh Community Center. It'll be fun. Question mark. It is. It'll be yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be fun. I'm sure it will it'll be. It'll be fine. And they're very lucky to have you. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Right. Anyway, I've been... Obviously. S- um, Sam Hickman. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I've been Kat Deerfield. And this was... And this was... Women talking about Star Trek Voyager. Well, goodbye. They say in space no one can hear you scream. The star bleeds one hell of a place. But now we've come to the end of our show. Did you survive or will you die in disgrace?